Thank you for tuning in to Art to Heart, where we delve into the creative minds of the artists in the Fort Wayne area. Each episode sheds light on the thoughts, feelings, and backgrounds of the artisans who bring pizzazz to Fort Wayne. Tune in for tips on tapping into your creative soul and for more information about upcoming events in the arts community. Welcome back to Art to Heart. I've missed being able to produce episodes during the pandemic, but I'm overjoyed to have the opportunity to interview a new artist in our community today. And it's not a new artist in our community, but just new to me. So I'm really excited and we're going to have a blast. Before we get into our interview, I want to encourage you all to visit the Art to Heart podcast on Facebook to view the latest Facebook Live video of Mental Health America of Northeast Indiana's Art of Hope Artist Roundtable. This roundtable is a beautiful discussion on the role the arts play in our mental health journey and the impactful programming Mental Health America of Northeast Indiana provides for the artists in our community. Now, on with the interview. Here with me today is Ben Roney, owner, operator, and co-founder of the recently launched Studio 7. Welcome, Ben. Hi there. Thanks for having me. Before we get started, I just wanted to mention that we have at least two of our artists that I know of with pieces featured in the Mental Health America of Northeast Indiana's Art of Hope exhibit currently. Um, Amanda, who showed her works here with us for our grand opening gallery, and one who is currently featured in the studio, who also happens to be our youngest to date, our current student spotlight artist, 14-year-old Emily from Southside High School. That's incredible. I love it when worlds collide, and it's very cool to see an arts organization collaborating um, with other artists in our community and hearing about how you're collaborating with them as well. That's so cool. A little bit more about you. Can we start from the beginning, and could you tell us what your life was like growing up? Did you study or dabble in the arts at all? I don't have a lot of memories from childhood uh, with in terms of art, but I'm sure I did because I know my mom still has my award-winning young author's book that I wrote and illustrated in first grade or something like that. And I vaguely recall entering a flag design contest at some point to win a free trip <laughs> to camp. Um, uh, aside from that, I remember I, I was a big fan of coloring books and those velvet marker posters, um, but the bulk of my artistic training came later on in college. That's really interesting. So was it in college that you began to have a goal to make arts a full-time job? Uh, yeah, yeah. I, I kind of fell into the arts as a profession accidentally. Um, I had made a mistake in my pre-registration and needed one more credit to be eligible for uh, football that freshman year. So the older guys on the team told me to take a stagecraft class because it was a pretty easy class and the grade was mostly dependent on putting in shop hours, building sets and scenery uh, for the plays and musicals there. So I, I did that, and because I had worked construction the previous summer and knew my way around blueprints, tape measure, woodworking tools, all that, uh, at the end of the semester they asked me if I had work-study available. I let them know I did, and they offered me a scene shop supervisor position. Oh my gosh, what a happy accident. I love that. For a good portion of your life, you worked with both regional and community theater and dance groups. And now hearing this background about uh, woodshop and creation, this makes total sense that you worked as a scenic designer and an artist and prop creator. I'm a dancer myself, and I'm also involved in lots of theater productions locally. So 
I love the opportunity to get to know you a little bit better and hear more about your background. And when I read this information about you, I totally geeked out. So tell us about this time in your life when you were working with regional and community theater and dance groups and um, what this meant to you as an artist. Yeah, so most of my actual artistic education, training and practice came via the theater department course track, um, art history, architecture, color theory, scenic painting techniques, faux finishes, all of that stuff. All of that groundwork was put in place to inform my scenic design and uh, implementation practices. Uh, that continued for the bulk of the first 10 to 12 years out of school. Um, that was a great time in my life. I, I met and worked with so many amazing artists, dancers, musicians during that time. And it allowed me to make a living all over the place. It was the, the gateway to my brief stint working for a New York City art gallery, creating, installing custom tiles and furniture from New Jersey businesses to Long Island mansion. Uh, I often regret passing up on that full-time job offer so now I'm making up for lost time with the <laughs> studio here at home. Uh, and now that I've been out of full-time theater, I'm putting all of that knowledge and skill to work with my studio practice here. And I'm currently in the middle of a sizable interior mural project for a new restaurant coming soon. Um, I've been pulled back into the theater world a bit too uh, the last few years, doing some set work for Genesis Outreach, uh, New Haven High School, and then I had the honor of designing and building a few set pieces last year, uh, along with an illusion rig for Fort Wayne Ballet's Dracula last season. And I had the opportunity to see your work in Dracula through Fort Wayne Ballet's production, and it was just stunning. It was truly magic. I remember turning to the people that came with me to that show and our jaws just dropped. So it's very cool to have gotten to experience your art firsthand and in person. I'm going to go rogue a little bit here. I want to know, um, do you have a favorite show that you've ever done work for? That is a tough question. Um, Probably the one I was the proudest of was also one of the least attended. Um, working at the Civic when I was there, uh, working the musical, uh, Renee Butler directed. And it was one of my biggest challenges in terms of set utilization uh, in space. We had moving pieces that, that came together, separated, flipped, uh, turned to create other spaces in their in their world um, to kind of create a an abstract um, cityscape uh, setting for for that show. That sounds really unique and cool, and especially to have been done locally in Fort Wayne. Sometimes when you think about those productions that can have sets that move and rotate, you're thinking Broadway stages that are permanent uh, for several months, not just on a rotating schedule at a local theater. So good for you. That's awesome. Thank you. And it's really interesting to hear that you actually moved from um, previously residing in Wisconsin and Maine to Fort Wayne, Indiana, to work at one of my favorite local nonprofits, the Fort Wayne Civic Theater, which you've already mentioned. 
So I want to know a little bit more about your work there. What were your duties there and about how long were you working with the organization? Uh, I was first hired on as the technical director. And at that time, the Civic was still outsourcing set designs to freelance designers. Uh, I think I convinced them to give me one or two of those design contracts my second season there. And then by the third season, I think it was, I had taken on the full scenic design responsibilities for the majority of the shows, if not all of them. Um, it was it was much easier to set the season budgets when I was able to roughly map out the sets for a full season at a time. Uh, by planning further ahead, materials and equipment costs could be spread out over multiple shows. So when we had something, say, like Beauty and the Beast that called for more special effects, mm-hmm. we'd have a little more available to put, to, put toward those extras uh, because we had saved money on uh, by sharing materials throughout throughout the season. Yeah. And I, I'm sorry, I was there uh, about six years, six seasons, I think. Oh, wow. In that amount of time, uh, were you working on maybe like six shows a year? Or do you know how many shows that you would usually help produce? I don't recall exactly what it was. I know when I started, I think it was six shows per season. And then by the time I left six years later, we had added a couple of shows at the library, uh, the playwright contest, uh, a few of those things. I was there for the, for the launch of those additional shows in other spaces as well. Very cool. And I'm in Studio 7 today, and that's where we're recording this episode. And I'm seeing paintings on the wall and so many beautiful pieces produced by local artists, including yourself. And so I'm just realizing that you are a jack of all trades. You recently told me that you also sew and do voiceover work and your resume just continues to expand to my knowledge. So I want to know as an artist, what is your favorite thing to create? As a visual artist, I would say I've pretty well settled into abstract as my favorite style to work in, mm-hmm. my favorite genre. Uh, I have I have to give a shout out to Doris Guy for inspiring me to finally try my hand at that. Uh, he was our featured artist for Abstract August, and he had some amazing pieces in here. Abstract has always been my favorite art to look at and absorb. But I just assumed me being a perfectionist and spending the first 20 years of my theater career reproducing others' work, trying to make things perfect, um, that I wouldn't be able to let go enough to create abstracts. But after having the opportunity to study his works up close in here for a full month, I realized that what at first glance appears to be chaos most times has some order to it, whether it be in repeating geometric shapes, lines, or even just the color palette. Uh, So now I find that putting order to the chaos has has been therapeutic and especially satisfying. I can only compare that to contemporary dance and my background. I studied classical ballet for so many years, and even though you would think that you would find comfort in the structure, it was actually the freedom from not having structure that was eye-opening to me. Is that kind of how you feel? Yes, and and I can actually speak to that a little bit from personal experience as well. Uh, I took ballet in college. Um, it was recommended for football players back then um, as a discipline, and I needed a, another arts class that wasn't uh, in the theater. So 
I did take a semester of ballet, and then uh, the following semester was contemporary. Um, and and I, I agree, it's the the freedom and the uh, breaking out of that discipline, and and for, even though modern and contemporary dance still has a lot of discipline to it, it's not as apparent, and it looks more free flowing than say the nutcracker that that everyone sees uh that uses the same choreography every year and that kind of thing yeah again your resume is just growing now i know that you're a dancer we're gonna hit you up sometime (laughs) you mentioned abstract august is that a month where you dedicate the space to abstract work it is and it was actually something that we just came up with on the fly because of Doris stopping in to talk to me and showing me some of his work. Uh, as soon as I saw the pieces that he had on his phone, I knew we had to have him in here, and I knew I wanted to feature him for that month. So we specifically went out and looked for other abstract artists to uh, fill out the gallery, and we gave him the feature wall for that month. And that was August of 2021? Yes, just as August. That's incredible. When did you guys open? June 4th this oh, year. Oh, wow. You've been busy. Yes. <laughs> <laughs> and um, this space uh, was previously something else. Could you describe where you're located as well as um, different ways that the community might recognize where we're at? We are just one storefront south of the old Bravas Burgers location. Most people in Fort Wayne know where that's at. Uh, just south on Fairfield, about four minutes from the ballpark. Uh, Wondercomer has been here on the corner. And for the old people like me, before Wondercomer was here, the original Casa D'Angelo was here. Uh, in my opinion, the best and, and still my favorite. <laughs> um, but most people who have been in Fort, in Fort Wayne for at least five to six years know where one of those three things were or are, um, we just found out that Brava's is coming back, uh, with a, with a new restaurant front one block South of us now. So we have Zeb's chicken in where Brava's used to be and Brava's proper will be coming back, uh, on the, the building to our South. It's really cool to see how this space is transformed and the, Work on the walls is stunning, and it's just such a cool vibe in here. I love it so much. Yeah, and for for anyone that remembers when Casa was here, um, they may even remember the Western Wear sign on the front of our building. There was a vertical sign, Western Wear Shop. Um, the, the building's current owner um, had opened that here and just has recently retired and, and moved back to Mexico, um, but he still owns the building, so we rent from him. Oh, that's interesting. And I've done some looking on Studio 7's website. It's mentioned that the 07 is the very best zip code. What do you enjoy about living in Fort Wayne and the 07 area? Yeah, we're we're a little biased uh, because we live <laughs> here. Uh, but I think what I like about living in the 07 is that I, I grew up in a very small town. And to me, the 07 feels like a good old-fashioned small town within the Fort Wayne city limits. 
Um, seeing how the residents of the 07 rallied around our small businesses at the start of the pandemic reminded me of that small town mentality of taking care of your neighbor first and was ultimately the deciding factor for us to launch the brick and mortar studio right here in the neighborhood. Um, with the exception of my very first apartment in West Central for the first year after I moved to Fort Wayne, I've lived in the 07 the remaining 17 years. So my first 07 apartment was literally half a mile north of the studio right here on Fairfield and then purchased the first home uh, in the South Wayne neighborhood. Went from there to a rental across from Foster Park and now back to South Wayne neighborhood for the past nine years in one that I bought just three blocks from here. So you definitely have an area of town that is near and dear to your heart. And I have to admit, it is pretty cool. Again, from reading your website, I get the impression that you are an artist for other artists. And I read that one of the missions of the gallery is to provide affordable workspace for artists. And there's also mention on the website about filling a void that is apparent in the Fort Wayne arts community. Can you talk about this void and the purpose of the gallery, as well as what it means to you to be providing opportunities for local artists? Sure. Uh, from the beginning of my artistic career in the, the theater and stage world, I was an artist for other artists. Uh, my work was always just a backdrop or a prop for the dancers and actors, and they were the the center of attention. So I'm very accustomed to my art being in the background and and not always being recognized. Uh, so this kind of comes second nature to me as uh, being an artist supporting other artists. Maggie and I had been looking for affordable working studio space since she moved to the 07 with us almost nine years ago. Uh, mostly to avoid the dining room being overrun with art supplies <laughs> and works in progress and uh, not to mention keeping the pets out of the and the kids out of the wet paint. Um, she graduated IPFW with a dual bachelor's in photography and graphic design and she's always sketched and painted for fun. So we, we kept hoping to find a working studio space we could rent close to home where she could do that and maybe set up a small photography studio take graphic design consultations, you know, that kind of thing in a professional setting. And the same with my scenic designs and mural consults, custom prop building, etc. So after years of not finding anything to rent to accommodate those as part-time gigs, we decided to just build it ourselves. Uh, so I shifted my focus from contracting and gig work to the studio management and commission acquisition um, you know, for murals, uh, sculpture, prop, props, scenic elements, all that kind of kind of stuff. And I guess the the void I was referring to was the lack of a truly accessible showcase space for artists uh, at any stage in their practice. When I was asking around, trying to get Maggie's work hung somewhere for sale, I realized you had to be fairly well established in the Fort Wayne community. Or at the very least, you had to know the right people, uh, the people who were, who were curating the neighborhood showcase spots who were showing local art at the time. And even then, the only three that I knew of were The Friendly Fox, uh, Trouble Brewing, and Wondercomer uh, were the only three that I knew of in the 07. So for us, 
providing opportunities for local artists, showcasing artists of all ages, all skill levels, without censorship or judgment. Uh, you know, those who may never be selected for a juried museum exhibit or a juried gallery exhibit, uh, nor have the means to pay submission fees just to try to be seen in a local exhibit. Uh, having said that, out of the well over 100 artists we have showcased since opening in June, I believe less than a dozen of those had ever had a public showing of their art outside of a school setting, including Maggie and I. So that's less than 10% that had been, that had been seen outside of their circle, their friends, family, social media. Um, I'm not sure exactly where we're at at the moment, but I know as of the end of October, we had right around $10,000 in art sales in six months. Um, and you have to remember that only 10% of those artists were established or considered professional artists in Fort Wayne. Uh, so that's, to me, that's, pretty telling that there's there's a market for everyone in every kind of art. Uh, we only take a small percentage for our consignment fee, so the majority of that money has gone straight back to those local artists. A good number of them are right here in the surrounding neighborhoods, and some of whom may have never been seen otherwise. Yeah, and just from being uh, an observer, outsider, into the space for the very first time, I'm seeing... Truly something for everyone when you come in here. You talked to me a little bit about some of the things that are open to the public for them to enjoy, and we're going to get into that in a little bit. But even what is featured here, there's different price points. There's different topics um, represented in each piece. Uh, there's different mediums used, and it's just so cool to see all of that in one space curated so beautifully. Thank you. So a little bit more about Studio 7. How can our local community get involved as an enthusiast or as an artist themselves? For the art enthusiast, don't be intimidated. Uh, just show up. Come in. Stop by. Um, if you're an enthusiast or even if you're not and you just like pretty or strange or scary pictures or cute and weird little things, mm -hmm. but you couldn't even really explain why, just stop in and look around. Uh, we're definitely not your average art gallery. Uh, while we do occasionally host fine art shows, a lot of the art that we have on a daily basis outside of the gallery work is just plain fun, uh, just just fun art and is accessible even to the layperson. And like you said, price points anywhere from three $3 stickers to hundred dollar, you know, hundreds of dollars of, uh, fine artworks. Uh, we, we literally have something for every budget and every taste. Yeah, I'm definitely seeing that. And I appreciate that so much. So I'm wondering sometimes when people tell me that they've never seen a dance show and they wouldn't want to start because they don't know if they would like it and they don't know what to do as an audience member. Do you clap? Do you cheer? I would have to think that some of that transfers over a little bit into the visual arts world. Maybe people feel like they don't want to necessarily go into an art gallery because they don't want to feel pressured into purchasing anything. But that's not really what you want as a gallery. Wouldn't you want to encourage people to just come in and experience it and kind of take that first experience and grow and expand upon it from there? 
Right. And, and I actually, I just, I just got the chills when you said that because uh, a lot of our favorite moments since we opened were people who wandered in because they mistook it for the Bravas spot. Um, they, they accidentally walked in thinking they were going to Bravas to pick up their burgers because, <laughs> because Bar- Bravas is working out of their truck on the corner, uh, in the parking lot here on the corner. Currently they're serving out of the truck on the weekends. So people will order online and then it still pops up with their old address. Um, and so people walk, walk in and, and we had one just a few weeks ago, wandered in and she said, I've, I've only been in a couple of art galleries and I've never, I've never purchased art, but I need that piece. And, and she said, I, I don't know why. She's like, I don't know what it is, but I, I need that for my house. She's like, I, and as a complete first timer, uh, she saw something that just spoke to her. So that is really what it's all about. And even just to come in and appreciate the works, um, we are, we, we, we strive to provide a super chill, no pressure family atmosphere where you're welcome to just wander the gallery at your leisure or grab a seat in one of the wingbacks and make notes in your sketchbook when you get inspired by something you've seen here for what you want to work on next time you pull out your supplies. Or if you don't have supplies on hand or a space to try to be creative, stop in and ask about our yearly memberships. Uh, for about the cost of a starter pack of acrylics and decent brushes, you can get a yearly membership here, which comes with a T-shirt, a swag pack, a sketchbook, gives you a discount off uh, any instructor-led class, as well as the opportunity to drop in unannounced anytime during regular business hours. And for 10 to 15 bucks, depending on the size of the canvas you want, you can grab an apron, canvas, paint, brushes, everything you need, and just pull up an easel uh, to free paint whatever whatever you want to do. And then whomever is on staff is always happy to answer questions or give pointers if needed or you know if asked. Uh, we're always happy to talk about the work. Uh, for artists who are looking for something a little less structured than that, uh, even we we do have a few spaces available for resident artists. Uh, they pay a monthly fee to work or for a working studio space, and the perks of that are permanent display space in your working area for your own work to sell, uh, a discounted consignment fee, among other things. And aside from Maggie and I, we do have one other resident artist at the moment, and that is Deb Hesterman. She works mainly in acrylics, and you can often catch her painting in the gallery here in the afternoons when the sun is out, and you can always see her works in her space regardless of if she's here. So um, as for other artists wanting to show their work, we just ask them to email the studio with their contact information, uh, preferred medium, and a link to their either their online portfolio or social media presence, uh, wherever have you have your works available to view. Or if you don't have one yet, you're just getting started, just attach a few sample pics that are representative of your style, and we will get you scheduled. It's so cool to hear you talk about the offerings at Studio 7 
because to me, it just seems like such an open and welcoming space. And sometimes with art, because you're not part of a team, you can feel really aloof in your journey. And this just seems like a great place for people to feel like they belong and that their work is accepted. So again, good for you. This is super cool for our community. Absolutely. That's what that's what we're hoping. That's what we're striving for is that, that vibe. Yeah. For the general public, what events do you have coming up that they could attend? Oh, we have so many great events uh, just in the next six weeks. Uh, first of all, we've adjusted our normal business hours. So those are now Wednesday and Friday through Sunday, 11 a.m. to 8 p.m. And we've changed our Thursday hours to 2 p.m. to 10 p.m., to accommodate our trial run of our stand-up comedy open mic night, uh, Comedy Graffiti, every Thursday night from 8 p.m. to 9.45 p.m. And you can give that a Facebook follow as well. Uh, Julie, our local comedian, Julie Heckman, who is hosting Comedy Graffiti, has set up a website for that. So if you're interested in signing up to, to go on, you can hit her up there. And she also hosts her own podcast called Is This a Bit, where she has conversations with other stand-ups. They work through new material to decide if it's bit-worthy. So that's a lot of fun. You can give that a listen sometime. Um, The first two weeks, we had 25 to 30 people. And we've already drawn comedians and amateur hopefuls from as far away as Dayton, Ohio, and Grand Rapids, Michigan, just in the first two weeks. Uh, Tonight, we're recording on a Thursday. Tonight is is our third week for the Comedy Graffiti Show. So that's been a huge hit so far. We're closed next Thursday and Friday for the holiday. And then that weekend, we will close out our Nerdy November Gallery with a two-day indoor artisan market for the Shop Small Saturday. And that will be the Saturday and Sunday after Thanksgiving, 27th and 28th from noon to 8 both days. We're bringing in around 16 additional vendors who will be setting up small booths to sell their wares. Um, those that have been doing the summer festivals and art art in the park markets, that kind of thing, um, they'll be coming in and joining the 35-plus artists we already have on display uh, for that weekend for uh, all of your holiday shopping needs. So that will bring our total number of artists and artisans that weekend to over 50 represented within this small space. So it, it should be a lot of fun. Uh, the bar is going to be hosted by Hop River, so you can grab a beer or wine while you walk around, peruse the vendor booths, store displays. Uh, we'll have coffee by uh, Taza over in Waynedale. They're coming in with their, with their coffee bar. Uh, baked goods from the Sassy Vegan and Mad Hatter Bakery. A wide array of arts and crafts from vendors that you might recognize from the summer art fairs and art markets. Uh, Wild Unicorn Designs, Tracy's Trinkets, One-of-A-Kind Art Design, I Like to Festival, Gems and Stones, Lady of the Clover, Kitty Glitter Creations, uh, Pixel and Petal, Eye in the Willow, Raven's Wolf Emporium, Green Ivy Home, Burris Comic and Collectibles, uh, Justin Moss, and... Re-Evolution Eco Boutique, who is coming in with vintage and pre-loved garments and goodies. That seems like a lot. (laughs) 
But that's only through next weekend. So after that, we'll be closed for the gallery changeover Monday through Thursday the following week, the first week of December. And we will reopen Friday, December 3rd from 6 to 10 p.m. for our December gallery artist reception. Our featured artist for December is actually a collective, uh, the Summit City Photography Alliance, uh, with 15 to 20 members, each contributing two to four works each. Uh, so you're bound to see all different photographic styles and subject matter, and it should should be a really fun show, which reminds me I still need to get mine printed and framed. <laughs> <laughs> That's incredible. Man, I'm exhausted just listening to everything that you guys are doing, but I think the biggest thing that we need to remind everybody who's listening is that if you're not doing these kind of events, then who is? And if they don't come out to support these kind of events, then they can't happen. And then if they can't happen, then all of those small businesses and artists can't survive. So it's, you know, a chicken and the egg thing, but we got to get it going for it, Wayne. We got to do things. Right, right. For a lot of those vendors, it's it's a side hustle. It's a weekend gig. It's their part-time thing. Um, but a lot of them make their living that way and following the, the festival circuit and such. So uh, with you, you, you mentioned getting out and supporting the arts. Um, we're doing the same thing. So in addition to our shop small market, uh, speaking of getting out and supporting the other arts groups, um, you'll be able to find Studio 7 set up that weekend and the next, the first two weekends of December, at the Fort Wayne Ballet's inaugural Chris Kringle Market. That runs the Friday through Sunday, the first two weeks of December. You can check out the Fort Wayne Ballet's website for the exact times. Uh, but the market's days and times coincide with their Nutcracker performances. So we are renting a space there for the first two weekends of the Nutcracker. Uh, out there we'll be set up with Small Arts Crafts, uh, Studio 7 Tees, warm and cozy things, you know, hand-selected from the store, as well as our gift cards. Uh, those are always available in any denomination, and those are good for the next two and a half years, uh, the remainder of our lease, toward anything in the store, including art, uh, the instructor-led cl- paint classes, uh, memberships, any anything you, you could think of within the studio. That's really exciting. And I think I already saw them setting up for that. So we'll have to look out for that and check out the Fort Wayne Ballet's website, as well as checking out Studio 7 on social media. How is the best way for people to keep in touch with what all you're doing besides your website? Uh, You can currently find us on Facebook and Instagram uh, at Studio 7 Fort Wayne. And that's Studio 7 uh, with a zero instead of an O. catches people off guard occasionally when they're looking for us. Mm -hmm. So studio with a seven, studio seven FW on Facebook and Instagram. You can message us through there with any questions. And until I get a breather long enough to build a proper website, that is where you will find all of our events posted, class schedules, adjustments to business hours for holidays, all that stuff. That's great. We'll definitely check you out. And when I post this episode, I'll also be sure to tag you so that people can find you easily. And I'm personally also really excited to check out the upcoming events and elated to have had the opportunity to speak with you in person today. Some of my episodes um, were virtual. So this has been a very 
eye-opening opportunity for me because I've also gotten to enjoy all of the artwork. And before we wrap up, I wanted to ask you, since you're an artist yourself, if you could leave us with one piece of advice for artists and creatives working towards their dreams. Yeah, I guess if I had to pick just one uh, piece of advice for the artists, I would have to go with the one that also happens to be the hardest to make yourself believe and to uh, take to heart and abide by. And that is that you shouldn't compare your art to other artists' work um, in terms of disparaging your work compared to other artists just because you don't think it's as good as theirs or you don't have the same talent that they have. Uh, We are most definitely our own worst critics. And as we've proven here in the, the six months since we opened, there is a market for everything, every style, medium, subject matter. And it's just a matter of putting yourself out there to be seen. So just continue to do what speaks to you. Uh, put your work out there and eventually someone will come along who your work will resonate with as strongly as it does with you when you're creating it. Oh, that's beautiful. Thank you so much, Ben. Thanks for telling us a little bit about you as an artist and a person and for sharing everything that is going on in the new Studio 7 gallery. And I had a ton of fun and really appreciate you. Thank you.